0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and my guest today is a gentleman that he and I go way back, uh, 50 years ago, in fact. And he's no other than the voice of, the, of basketball at West Virginia University, Mr. Jay Jacobson. Jay, uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to, to chat with you, and uh, to welcome, and thank you for taking some time.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me, Steve. I really appreciate it.
0: Let's g- do a quick bio here, if we can, Jay. Just how all that we were talking earlier, but to give everyone a, an opportunity to find out what took place and how you ended up there at West Virginia, and now going in, coming into your fiftieth year there as an analyst in TV and radio.
1: Well, what happened, Steve, was that uh, I was just, uh, at at Thomas Johnson getting along very well, very happy. I had Mike Rice, who was a freshman, and uh, we were starting out. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I got called into the office, and uh, they said, would you be interested in going into administration here at uh, Thomas Johnson or in the Frederick County System? And I said, wow, that one really hit me blindsided." But anyway, I decided to do it. When I decided to do it, they came back and told me, I had a meeting with uh, George Littrell and with, uh, with uh, Al Saxton, and Al said, I think I can swing it so that you can come out of the board meeting and uh, you can coach and be an administrator. Well, that changed on the night of the meeting because I was really happy. Then they called me up and said, we're in the board meeting now, and a couple of the board members are not in favor of you doing both jobs, so you'll have to choose. And I thought, wow, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And so I talked to my wife, and uh, we ended up that I gave up the coaching job. And now I'm part of a great trivia question, Steve. Okay. Who was coach before Tom Dickman? Did anybody realize who that was?
0: I, I, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you did. Yeah. Most people don't, but it, it was Jay Jacobson. Right. Is who it was. But I got a real good break because – they were starting a cable system in Frederick, and they were starting to do to tape games on Friday night, different places, and show them back on Saturday on the cable system. And that worked out real good for me because I got an opportunity to get into the uh, business of analyzing games, which I loved anyway. So I was still close to the game. And then one day on a Saturday morning, uh, Paul Miller, assistant athlete director of West Virginia, came was in Hagerstown in the hotel, and he happened to turn it on in the morning, and there he saw our game. And he said, I I think I, I'm going to give this guy a call, former West Virginia guy. So Paul and I hooked up, and I set some tapes over, and I got hired, and that's how it all started.
0: 49 years ago. That's amazing, Jay. Uh, yeah, it is, if, What When you look back as you were coming through, uh, as a young man and then in, in this career you have, why the game of basketball?
1: Well, I'd always been part of it. I remember growing up with my dad in Morgantown, and I would take a folded-up sock, Steve, and throw it up in chandeliers. I'd throw <laughs> a tennis ball into a basket, So it's always been a part of me. And with me, I'm, I'm so small that my size, that I could never shoot with just one hand because back in those days you were shooting two-hand set shots right. so i could grip the ball pretty good and that's how it all started for me but then i went through and became a two-time all-stater at morgantown high school and went on to west virginia university where i didn't play at all wow. so uh, i enjoy i enjoyed sitting on the bench and Keeping the air out of Gary Westlake. <laughs>
0: yeah, indeed. So, well, what, what was, he never got sick. I got fifteen viruses, and he never got sick. <laughs> no, of course he didn't. Of course he did, not well, Jay. So, yeah. what, what was about? Was there a certain aspect of the game that really got the hook for you, Jay? As you were, as you were. Growing up and, and you know playing sports as a young boy and and, and was what was it about the game that that kind of said this is what I enjoy really enjoyed this game.
1: You know that's a good question, Steve. I know as I look back, I think the enjoyment of just getting out and competing, the idea that uh, you know that it wasn't like football. I was too small for football. I didn't like wrestling. I played baseball and basketball, but with uh, with with me and basketball was just a love at first sight. And I just was able to work through there, but I worked hard at my profession. Two of my best buddies now are both in the NBA kids that were at Morgan, that were West Virginia. When I was there, the one four years ago was Deuce McBride and mm-hmm. now plays for the Nets. and the other is Javon Carter. who play who comes off the bench for, uh, for the Milwaukee bucks. bucks. And I was just talking to, harder the other day, and we were just reminiscing about some of the old days. Here's a guy, but he, he told me, he said, you know what? I always learned. He said, when you're working, if you think you're working hard, then stay out there and work harder. Because yeah. the harder you work, the better you're going to get at your profession. And then you'll be able to enjoy the game more. And I think he's really right.
0: Indeed he is. I, I agree with that 100%. Jay, you've spent, we're coming up on, like we said, 50 years of doing uh, the play-by-play and the an analysis for uh, West Virginia. What have you learned about yourself?
1: Well, now I learned that Jack Fleming, an old-time announcer, Steve, taught me a long time ago, one of the first games I ever did with him. When we worked, he said, now look, we're walking into the Coliseum. It was West Virginia versus Pitt, a big rivalry. He said, there's 14,000 people in here, but I want you to understand right now and get this clear as can be. These people are not here to hear you or to see you. They're here to watch players play on the floor. So keep that in mind as you travel through. He didn't know how far it was going to go. Right. But then I branched out and did some work for some other networks. I did a little work for ESPN. I worked for, remember, the old home team sports in D.C.? yep. I did that stuff. And I also worked for creative sports marketing out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So I was pretty busy, but I was still keeping, I was still in the administration in the schools. And what I did, Steve, was I never took any time off during the summer. And I used my days and I worked it out with the principals. There were guys that really helped me, like Bill Berry yep. and uh, old timers like Paul Strout, George mm-hmm. Littrell, Carl Manweiler. These yes. guys were so good to me. I can't believe it. So they've really been a blessing to me
0: in my career. And, and indeed and we always and we have those people that you know are a part of us and 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 always seem to have the the right things to say at certain times and keep us going.
1: What Oh, don't, don't they, Steve, that's, for, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Do you now if you've been doing this as this your career what if you're going to be talking to some young people who are looking to do something in the line of uh, sports journalism or sports casting uh, in that field, what advice would you give them to, to lead them down a path that uh, you know, would get them, give them the best opportunity?
1: Well, I think, Steve, what the big thing is for me is I've spoken to classes before in West Virginia and this sort of thing. Never give up because you're in a field that is very difficult, very hard to achieve anything in. But you've got to be able don't think you're going to walk in and become a big-time guy (laughs) right away. That doesn't happen. You have to build yourself up from the lower parts and go through some tough times to get to where you want to be. But never give up
0: never give up on that and i, I, I agree with you 100 percent there jay i mean i i uh, i do it and i enjoy it so much uh and i listen and watch and listen and pick up whatever i can and and then use use it for myself but always looking to improve and do it better
1: well, that's exactly right, Steve, and that's why you're good at what you do now is because you're able to do that. <laughs> well, that and also, get, well, another big thing with you is you did your student teaching under me.
0: That's a, that, that was really the, that was the big lot. that was the big key there, Jay. That got me that, that got me started, man. That was that was oh, that was supposed to happen. That was supposed to happen, you see. And look what happened yeah, to both was, of us. Yeah. You see? Yeah. There, right. Indeed. What what do you. Well,
1: I'm, uh, you're, you're just going up Steve, to the top. I'm coming on the way down. <laughs> oh, I, don't know.
0: I don't know about that, Jay. Uh, well, uh, that's you've been doing it. and You do an outstanding job without question. What do you um, think are some key aspects of being able to do this job well?
1: Well, first of all, you work with a play-by-play guy, and I always learned early the tough, hard way that don't overrun your play-by-play guy. Don't try to talk over him on anything and think you know everything. Wait for your opportunities. Two things happen. Number one, in TV, you have a screen in front of you. But an analyst is more important on in TV, Steve, than right. they are on radio because you look. And you don't need the play-by-play guy as much right. as you do on radio. And radio, you just you have to pick. You have to get in and out in about eight seconds, and that's hard sometimes to really do because you have a lot of things written down. You think you have to get them all in, and you don't. You don't. You just have to roll off. And I have a great, I have an outstanding, one of the best in the country play-by-play play guy that I work with, and so. And we've been together uh, 30-plus, almost 40 years, so that gives you some ideas. And he is so good, so good.
0: Well, indeed, that's something I learned myself, too, Jay. It's a good point. Um, uh, Pete McLeod was here, and I worked with Pete. And we got to the point where, you know, I could – that rhythm that you talk about, that timing and rhythm that can develop – when with the uh, analyst and the play-by-play guy, and it 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 really is something uh, and, and enjoyable when that happens, and you know that that give and take, so to speak, and that's that's a good reason why you guys have been together all those years. Yeah, I
1: think so, and I think that I've always known that I'm the number two guy. I'm the analyst. I'm the guy that jumps in, and we're on radio a lot now where we do coaches' shows, we do this sort of thing, and it's all based on the fact that getting along with the people you work with. We have a coaches' show, Steve, that goes 18 weeks during the basketball season. It's with Bob Huggins, the head coach, mm-hmm. myself, and Tony Creedy, my partner. And that show has been so popular. And the thing about it is Huggs does not want to talk basketball. And it's <laughs> really? two hours. It's the only two hours, and no, he won't talk basketball. So he wants to talk about elevated toilets and stuff like that. You put that's what that's what he wants to talk about. Oh my god, that show is crazy! It's so popular. It's the most popular coach's show in the country, really. It is.
0: (laughs) I can believe that because knowing Huggins the way everybody does, I mean, he's a he's a hoot.
1: Yeah, he is. He really is. He's a funny guy. Somebody was saying today that my wife ran in someplace to a lady and said, you know, I love West Virginia, but I just don't like Bob Huggins. <laughs> and Bonnie said to him and her, he said, you don't know him very well. That's right. You just don't know me because he is really, he's a guy, kind-hearted, really good guy.
0: Uh, and, and that's you get you you have to get to know him to see that side, certainly, because everybody, if yeah. they watch, all they see all is that the coaching side of him. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right, Steve. Uh, exactly right.
0: Looking as as you've been in the business all these years, Jay, what is your opinion of the player portal?
1: Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I was mixed on it. I didn't like it in the beginning because our coach didn't like it. And when you work with a guy so long, you start to believe what he says. But Hugs did not like the portal and decided he wasn't going to go into it. This was about three years ago when it all came up. And so he's tried to still go after high school kids. Well, he found out. It didn't take him very long, but he found out that's not going to work. This year, in the portal, we have gone after anybody that's put their name in there. We've sent them a phone call or sent them a letter or done something. So, so far, we have the kid from Syracuse that's committed to us. His name is Edwards, Jesse Edwards, the big kid. He's coming, and uh, they only have one year left. Another one is uh, the point guard in Arizona. So how did we get these kids, Steve? We got them by just going into the portal. Now, I'll tell you what else helps. The NIL helps. Mm -hmm. That's the money to go because the universities cannot touch any of these portal kids at all. They can't help out in any way they can't do anything it's all done by the individuals and there are groups at these colleges that have these nil groups who are boosters clubs like and that's where the people get their money because i can tell you for a fact we have a kid in our program now that makes eight hundred thousand dollars a year
0: wow and uh yeah so jay yeah. real quick for those who are listening who uh, may not know what the portal system is, how about a quick uh, uh, rendition of what, what it is, what's it all about?
1: Well, what's it all about is if you don't like something or uh, the player has sort of become the, the, uh, the inmate to running the asylum is what I always call it because what's happening is that these players don't like a cup of coffee that they're getting in the cafeteria then they just they can transfer and they can get into the portal and they put their name in. But here's the catch on this that people don't realize. There are a lot of people in the portal that never get pulled out. And, and usually, in most cases, we at West Virginia had one of the fewest situations where a kid left us, went to another school, Steve, and then didn't like that one and liked to come back. So he asked Hugs if he could come back, and Hugs took him back. And that usually doesn't happen right. in most situations. Not that you can't, right? But people don't take them back. Wow. And so now that and that portal is loaded with players at every level, and they just can't get chosen.
0: So basically, so for, right. So basically, a kid may uh, not be, whatever reason it may be, uh, not getting a lot of playing time, whatever the case may be he yes, has the exactly. opportunity to put his name in this system and have the the opportunity, possibly have the opportunity, to get connected with another school and go and play for them.
1: That's exactly right. That's a great way to put it because that's what happened. The problem is with that, the sidebar to all that is, that sometimes these kids don't get selected. Now, they're told by their... By people that surround them, hey, you got to get in the portal. You're not playing enough at Arizona. You're not playing enough at West Virginia. You're not playing enough in Michigan. So get in the portal. We'll get you another place. And a lot of times it just doesn't come through. So you have to know what you're doing. We have decided as soon as we read that somebody has put their name in the portal, then boom, we're right on them right away mm-hmm. before they can get a chance to do anything or go with any other school. We're right in there with them, but we've lost some too, Steve. Yeah, there's some that have not come to West Virginia. Have chosen other
0: schools. So, dude, there's i guess there's a, there's a process uh, that the university must follow uh, if they're interested in a kid that's in the portal.
1: Well, university can't be interested. Oh, they can't—they can't touch it at all, Steve. They can't be ah, a part of any.
0: I see. Okay. I got you it's
1: all done The basketball program can do something and they have to call upon their group to help them do that. And that's all that all happens. Ah, I see. But okay. I L is a big money group too. So I, you uh, said that. Okay. That's you, yeah. That's... So you go there and get your money to pay the players to come to West Virginia okay. or any
0: other school. Or any other school. Okay. I got you. I, now I, I understand yeah. that a little better. So, um, here, here we go, Jay. We're, we're we this always goes fast, as as you certainly know. Time runs uh, thin, so I want to thank you again for taking time to be with us. Uh, continued success uh, in doing the job that you do. Um, uh, people really enjoy listening to you. I know. You have listeners and followers up in this area, myself included. So I hope we can get another chance to chat sometime. Um, But, again, thank you for taking the time, Jay, to be with us and uh, continued success, man.
1: And good luck with you, Steve, and what you're trying to do as you pursue your career, too, so. Good luck to you, and uh, thank you
0: very much. Indeed. Thanks again, Jay. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week. Uh